The beginning of our show last week was so weird. I, I went was back. It? I went back and listened to it before we, yeah. we started recording. <laughs> I there's not a lot of context. I loved it. All the gunshots. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of context. It just starts with, uh, you know, bodily fluids and hair. And then I do the the mouth organ, which I didn't explain, and I don't even know why I call it the mouth organ. It's not a harmonica yeah. or something. It's not. It's uh, bye. <laughs> See ya. It's uh, well, I put it online. Yeah, if people go online, they can see what I did with the Tears for Fear song. Yeah. But really, you just play the song and you put your mouth up to the speaker on the bottom hey, of your phone. Don't give away your trade secrets. Oh, yeah, because I'm going to take this. This is going to be a stage show. Yeah, listen, if we ever do a live show, this is how we'll end it. You'll do a performance of, I don't know, all kinds of things. But that's one of them. <laughs> I can't get into the stupid desk. Yeah, we're going to have to do a live show in Japan where we're huge. We had seven downloads last month in yes! Japan. There's somebody who listens to us. Never mind the other countries where <sighs> more people actually do listen. Japan is it. Mm-hmm. Ni hao. That is nope, weird. Nope, that's Chinese. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry. You've just, you've just offended the seven. Hola. The one person like, who downloaded seven shows. Oh, samimasen. Excuse me. That's that. Kombawa. I think that's something else too. Well, you know, you can do some damage control and save our tour. You know how in um, do you ever watch? Did you ever watch the Amazing Race? No. Well, it didn't matter what country they were in. Anytime they got into a taxi, they'd be like, "We have to go here, you know, rapido, rapido, on the land, like, <laughs> no matter where they were." <laughs> You think that's funny, huh? Or like gracias. They'd be like, gracias. Yeah. You know, no matter where if they're in the, China, they're like, rapido. If I were the driver of that cab and I knew what was going on, I would take the slowest, longest route. I'd oh, drive, yeah. drive them off a cliff. Off a cliff, but then you would get hurt. Well, you Do you could, have a special button that releases you right before you go over the edge? I was thinking more I'd tumble out of the car, open the door and do a tumble. And then the car continues. Then you break all kinds of Burns. It's worth it for those stupid Americans to perish. Andale, andale, rapido, rapido. Yeah, the, yeah. I would. It'd be worth it to andale to have sixty broken bones, but watch that car go down to the bottom of the ravine and blow up. What does andale mean? It means come on, let's go. See, si. pero see. Si. Um. Yeah. And then when I saw that person taking a picture of your art today. Oh. <gasps> yeah. So exciting. It really was. I really, yeah. I got so excited about your <laughs> women's hygiene product artwork. Yeah. Which I don't Thank know you. if you want to explain to people what it was or not. So um, there is a drag queen named Manila Luzon and she's wonderful. She's, she's a little campy, but also very gorgeous. Um, and she had a gown that she had brought to drag race and i think it was drag race all-stars um but they wouldn't let her on it or she they, they wouldn't let her wear it on the show because it was a it was a gown and the top of it was like a maxi pad with wings and it had like period blood on it tastefully done yeah i didn't know anything <laughs> as about this as that, as tasteful as that kind of thing can look um so i just know this reference and I mean, it was understandable that they didn't put it on the on TV, but it was a it was 
you know, it looked really cool. I really liked the way it looked. And it was it's kind of like a statement, you know, uh, you know, don't be afraid of showing something like that. That's very natural, whatever. So uh, then outside of a subway station, someone had stuck a little panty liner on the outside of the subway. And I thought that was funny on its own. Like, what a weird thing to do. How did this happen? I wondered, <laughs> like, what was the story behind the person putting it up there? And then I remembered that Manila Luzon gown. And I thought, I want to turn that into that dress. So I took an outline of the maxi pad and I drew Manila's look above it and below it. And then I taped it up uh, (laughs) around the maxi pad, around the panty liner outside the subway station, hoping that people who know Manila's work will see that and appreciate it. Yeah, your creative mind kicked into high gear. Yeah, I need supplies. <laughs> I had some time on my hand. I need supplies. I need this, and I need this, and I need this in order to pull off this artwork. Mm-hmm. And you got your supplies, and you posted it. And you, should, you can put the picture up. People can. See yeah, it's this. on my Instagram. You can follow me at Auto Pritz P R I T T S. But uh, me not knowing what it was going in, I still really liked it. I think people who may not even know what the reference is are still going to like it. Yeah, Some kind it of is commentary. a little, it's a little grotesque with the blood because I had to like, I took a red Sharpie marker and I put, you know, the period blood, but it doesn't look grotesque or anything. It's not, it's not a gruesome. Don't it's explain, a, hey, don't explain. Your art is your art. You don't need to explain it. I'm not explaining my art. I'm explaining using the phrase period blood. And so maybe that would turn people off at looking at it. It's not shocking. It's just a red like circle with a line going down that shows that whatever it's nothing well, crazy. people need to get over themselves they like watching someone get stabbed in the neck and have blood spurt all over the place but they can't see a little blood that comes out of a vagina yeah gross Ugh, gross yeah that's a good point you can watch game of thrones all day rape and murder and blood arty- arteries a guy eating somebody's dick while yeah. he's being tortured cool yeah. And a little bit of representational period blood. Yes, exactly. Representational. Representationalized. Sensationalized. So Categorized. I, so yeah, when I saw someone taking that picture today, I felt uh, very proud. Thanks. And I was really I'm excited. really proud of that too. I'm really glad. And hopefully it gets spread around the internet and you become famous. Yes. You'll start your whole series. I, I have a, this idea of you becoming mm-hmm. known in New York, posting art across all the subway stations that are based on feminine hygiene products. Do you see uh, feminine hygiene products very often? No, but this could be your thing. You just take okay. all the Maybe different... Maybe I would just do it myself. You, t- you take all the different ones and you create yeah. different wardrobes. I feel like a tampon could be really cute. It could be like a little upside down bat. See? There you go. <laughs> okay. It's beginning. Get your sketchbook okay. out and start, you know, concepting. Yeah. And before you know it. <sighs> yep. And then I'll start wearing like only the same clothes every single day. Is that something artists do? I feel like sometimes artists definitely have a look. And when you veer outside of that look, it's weird. So I need to start coming up with like, I wear all black and 
<clears throat> and my pants are always really short. Like they come up not to like my calf, not to my ankle, just in between. Okay, I think that's a fine look. Or you can continue to look look like a mom. Oh wow! You can be the mom who wow. does this. I'm just that, I'm joking. You don't look that like cut a mom. me to my core. <laughs> that's why I threw it out there. Keep looking like a mom. <laughs> What do moms look like? You. Look at look at a mirror. God. Oh God. Nah. I just said that. I do look like a mom. I just I just said that to stir. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get the Karen haircut. I wanted to stir your confidence before the show. Where it's short in the back and I spike up and I ask to speak to the manager. And I only go to Target and Chick-fil-A. This actually does sound like your life. And the grocery store. <laughs> this really does sound like your life. I know. That's where I get it from. Where did you go today? Not Chick-fil-A because it was closed. The but... grocery store. Yeah. Where did you go yesterday? The Target. The Target. I know that for a fact. That's where I went. You know where I'm going to go tomorrow? Chick-fil-A. The grocery store. <laughs> I can't afford Chick-fil-A right now. I would love to go there for dinner. All right, now that you're feeling good about yourself, are you ready to start the show? <laughs> yeah. And a three. And a two. <laughs> and a one. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> Always with the crying. <laughs> I'm just boo, emotional. Boo who deal with the world. Uh, it's a mean and nasty place and you need to grow a thick skin. You're right. My feelings are not valid because you don't understand them. So start I'll go- stop. Start going out into the sun, get leathery skin and get a pumice rock and start just scraping your skin. So callus is over and you'll be ready to take on the world. You mean literal thick skin. Yes. Like a rhino. Yeah, maybe maybe those cutting insults that are in word form, it doesn't stop that. But someone comes and tries to stab you, that knife will bend. Yeah. Wouldn't that it's be like cool? like trying to... Yeah. Someone tried to stab you because you had such thick skin, leathery, calloused skin that the knife Ugh. wouldn't go in. My name is but Greg Russ. But don't you Russ. think that you'd be real stiff? My name is Greg Russ. Hello. I, I just had to get that out of the way and introduce myself. Oh, yeah. Would you be Do real? You, uh, sure. I think, yeah, because you would have like um, plates on your body as opposed to flexible skin that may be pervious to a knife, but at least we're flexible enough where we can like move our appendages and our prehensile thumb. Nope, not pre- What is it called? Where it can go. Opposable thumb? Opposable. Thank you. It's not prehensile. Well, maybe. Is it prehensile? I mean, it can wrap around stuff. Are our fingers prehensile? You want to take some time to look that up so you can clear the air before you move forward in the show? It's not funny enough. Which brings me to... (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Which brings me to... It's my week, Greg. It is your week and your topic. Normally you introduce the fact whose week it is, but... Well, we had a little fantasy about... about We had a little fantasy going about having stegosaur skin. I well, rhinoceros skin, but whatever. Ankylosaur. Spankliosaur. All right. 
There you go. There's the perfect lead-in for today's topic. Yes, this week I wanted to talk about humor. Which is a risk. You want to talk yeah. about humor, you better be fucking funny. Yeah, that's not... Buckle up, everyone. We're going to have a serious discussion today about humor. And it's many intricacies. The, uh, you know, you cannot have humor without what, Greg? Oh, sorry. Tragedy. I, yeah, that's right. That's true. I think it was a tragedy. I said ankylosaur, but how do you pronounce this thing? Ankylosaurus. Oh, God. A N K Y L O. I just, I, it was. How do you spell it? A. A N K Y L O S A U R U S. Oh, you said ankylosaur. That's my whole life. Kilo, ankylo. My whole life, I've been saying it wrong, and this was no one gives a fuck. This is the moment. Well, someone out there, some some dino nerd is ankylosaur. How do you put how do you put the Y in the L? That's tough. Do you know why? Because L is a weird lateral on either side of your tongue sound and then that y yeah is like yeah 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 it's like from the back so to go like from a y to an l eel eel and then oh the k this is a tough tough word to say. i'm just going to abandon it it's going to be one of those things that i never try to say again in my life because just i don't say it quick no one no one listening no, you, how many? How, what is the percentage of people that you are interacting with who are paleontologists? It doesn't matter about the other people. I'm not trying to impress anyone else. It's for me, Autumn. I need Ankylosaur. It. There's no room for error in my life. Ankylosaur. So there it is. Ankylo, Anklio. You're, it's so close. All right, you've got me back. Let's get back to your topic. You've got me. You've got my full attention. All right, what did I even say? Uh, today's... Oh, that you can't have comedy without what, Greg? Yes, that's right. Tragedy. Tragedy. Good job. <laughs> what? No, what I was thinking about was how humor is so subjective. But whatever your uh, version of humor is, you feel like yours is right. And if anyone thinks different, then they're just wrong. Even though we all agree that humor is subjective. Of course. That, I'm on board that with that. Anyone who likes slapstick can go. Suck a big one. Not all slapstick. Come on. It's outdated. Slapstick is goofball. Yeah, but it can still make you laugh. What are you thinking? Something specific? Because what I'm thinking about is uh, the Three Stooges. Oh, uh, listen, you can't. It's too yes. fast paced. You're with right, Greg. That show that was popular in the 30s is definitely outdated. Well, people still. Enjoy hot take. If if you want to go back to <laughs> to old Charlie Chaplin, that stuff that's, I think can hold up. That's because there was just at that point silent film. Yes, but you're talking about something that can be held to a higher standard than uh, the Three Stooges. Well, that's just what comes to mind. I don't like any of that. I don't like. Okay, any the of first that. thing that I thought of when you said slapstick, and I, I for some reason this jumped into my mind, but it was uh, the hockey movie. No, the pet detective. Oh, yeah. Ace Ventura. Yes, Ace Ventura pet detective is kind of slapsticky, right? There's a lot in that I don't like either. Oh, yeah. I liked... Uh, all right. What about um, Spaceballs? When they all like run into each other and fall down or Mm-mm. something. Those are the parts I hate the most. Okay. I mean, Spaceballs covers the whole spectrum. Yes. Got all forms of humor in there. But uh, no, I'm not into the part where they run in. <laughs> the, the, here's the thing. 
I operated in slapstick at one point. In high school, I would trip on purpose and I would fall yeah. downstairs on purpose. So you're saying it's a uh, immature form of comedy. Yeah, I mean, look, I was taking bodily risks going down the stairs. I wasn't professional. I didn't know how to tumble correctly. Right. Could have broken some bones, but that's impossible for me. Yeah, you really could have broken your neck. Nah, impossible because my bones are made of stone. That's right. See, you don't have, you know, big, large, thick plates of skin on the outside, but your bones are made of stone. That's why I weigh so much for my height. Anybody who comes and meets Greg unannounced, just go up and feel his ribs and push them. See how they don't move. Yeah, you'll be blown away. I'll start mm-hmm. charging admission for this. I'll just sit in a dark room, and you'll come in. <laughs> there'll be there'll be a, uh, an, a, a like a row of guys with their shirts off, and it'll be totally dark. And you have to go in and feel the ribs and decide which ribs are his ribs, and then which ones are actual stone ribs. Well, and you, you w- yeah. You deprive another sense that way. Your sense of touch can really you can hone in on it. Ooh, smell. <laughs> sense of smell. But uh, I, I smells like Greg. <laughs> Damn it, that's a rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people getting hurt isn't something that I find so funny anymore. Okay. In situations where it, you know it presents itself in cartoons, where yes, no one's really getting hurt. If you think about the old Looney Tunes cartoons, but people just crack up at that. And I was never, never a big fan of it. Why would no? Who would cracks get, up? Who cracks up at Looney Tunes? I would get well when I was a kid. I had a friend whose dad would sit there and watch cartoons. And even at that age, like you're too old to be watching this crap. Mm. And the way he would slap his knee, it was right there. He was like, it was a stereotype watching this goofy, wily coyote. Uh, wily coyote. Yeah, you know, running around and getting anvils and dropped on his head and blows. Like, <laughs> what? Huh? When's he gonna learn? I'm judging him as an eight-year-old. I was like, yeah. this is this is not good comedy. You what know what I about it? What I Where? ended up liking, you know, the, when Animaniacs came out, that was good. Yeah, because it was smart. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. That was it. And this is yeah, going back to your was... original point. It's subjective, but I'm right. See, there you go. I feel the same way. Um, what do you think? Did you watch? I mean, listen, we watched a lot of shows, a lot of TV when we were kids that was made for us and we enjoyed watching. But did you do you remember laughing? At anything as a kid? I, don't I mean, it's stuff that you enjoyed that was supposed to maybe make you laugh. I don't, I don't think I laughed. I don't remember laughing at any point in my life. Like anything (laughs) at anything ever. No laughing does not stick with me. I think, uh, you know, I don't like when I laugh because it gives uh, that content power over me. Mm. Oh yeah. You think you can lower my defenses by making me laugh? All right. You felt like an ankylosaur who might be in danger. You shouldn't bring that back because I'm never going to pronounce that dinosaur's name again. You could just start pronouncing it right. I don't know how, what what, I'm telling you how to say it. Look. Listen to me. Ankylosaur. Ankylosaur. Okay. That's probably right. I know it's right. But I don't know for sure. So I'm not going to pronounce it. Uh, Was there something specific you were thinking that you would watch as a kid that you didn't laugh at that you should be laughing at? Well, I mean, I watched all of those Looney Tune things. Um, Tom and Jerry. 
the the uh, Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd, all that stuff. Like those are the basics. But then it was, you know, Tiny Toon Adventures, Animaniacs, I thought was interesting. Um, because it was a little bit higher. You know what? I might have laughed at Animaniacs. So you weren't laughing at the Looney Tunes. But if you think, um, what I guess I, I mean is those shows when you're littler and you're watching and you're enjoying and you want to watch it and it's supposed to be funny, but I don't, I'd never laughed at it. Tom and Jerry. Because it's not funny. But I think it's made, it's supposed to be funny, isn't it? It's slapstick comedy. There's a lot of things getting hurt and a lot of fast movements and exaggerated expressions and it's easier to do in cartoons, but that's the whole basis of that. All right. You got me on board. Slapstick is out. Slapstick was always out. I don't know. All right. I'm putting it on the list. No slapstick. And it was the whole basis of uh, America's funniest home videos with Uh people getting hurt. That's funny. Uh-oh. That's funny though. Was it fun? Okay. What part of that was funny? You know, the funniest thing I ever liked in that? And it became a thing where the cat was playing a keyboard before cats were a big deal. Okay. That I laughed at. I loved it. Someone was just, you know, controlling the cat. You couldn't see Was it their keyboard hands. cat? Probably was keyboard cat. That yeah. was, okay. But I mean, it was on America's Funniest Home Video, so I don't know if it was the keyboard cat. I don't remember okay. when it the- It probably wasn't. But they ripped it off. And keyboard cat to this day will still make me laugh. <laughs> That's a different kind of humor. That's assigning human traits to- inanimate or non-human yeah creatures yes and objects but now what if somebody was you know they were running for the ball that famous one where you, the guy's running for the ball he catches it but he falls over the fence and it takes his pants down no yeah i mean that was funny the first time because you're surprised it happened i you know i imagine groups of people Standing around and someone trips and falls and then they just start cracking up like it's the the funniest thing they've ever seen in their life. Like, oh, <laughs> like, oh so someone else's embarrassment. What are you laughing at really here? But in the context of it being submitted to America's Funniest Home Videos, it's not like someone found that tape and submitted it of someone that they didn't know. And that person was very embarrassed. They're like, look at me falling like an idiot. It could have been. You know, that could have been someone who was just there at that baseball game who took it and tried to win the $10,000 off of someone else's misfortune. Do you remember the music for America's Funniest Home Videos, like with Bob Saget? I No, I remember Bob Saget's awful writing to try to oh, yeah. supplement the humor in the videos and all the bad voices he would do. Yeah. Which... It, his were better than um, that other one with... Uh, Cut it out and Daisy Fuentes. <laughs> yeah, America's Funniest People. Yes, when he did that weird uh, uh, jackalope. Why did, why? I can't do that weird thing where you like shut off your throat. See, that's another thing. I didn't like that either. And that's, no, horrible. That, that was scripted. I don't like voices like right. that. Oh, you just rolled your eyes because you do I forgot voices. you don't like voices. It's not that I don't like voices. It's what you just said. I did just say that, but I meant <laughs> in that context. Okay. When, I mean, because on on Full House, for example, Dave Couillet did the stupid woodchuck character. Right. Who's the jackalope? And I hated that voice. Was, <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember he had like a show. 
That was one of the storylines for Full House. Do you remember? Yeah, he got a children's TV show where he was a yeah. park ranger. And as a kid... Amer- I'm sorry, it's coming to me. America, America, this is you. Do you remember that? Yeah, the theme song. <laughs> yeah. So when you were talking about the music for America's Funniest Home Videos, are you talking about yeah. the theme or the music that would play during? Oh, no, the music, the theme, the theme. Oh, yeah, I remember the theme. Let I be a star tonight, so let that camera roll. Oh, it's you the it's the red, white, and blue. All the funny things you do. America, America. Oh, this is you. Dun, 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 dun. I don't even need to play it now because you sang it so well. But I still I want to hear the words I missed. You wanna okay. Uh skip I don't want YouTube premium, even though you try to get me to get that. Use my UMP. I can't. I can't log into yours because I know because I'm here in my Gmail. Yeah, I'll, who knows what I'll find in there? Things I don't. Ooh, all my dirt, deep, deep, dirt, dirt secrets. Things I don't <laughs> want to find. Oh, why is it playing through? Oh my God, Autumn. Editing. It's playing through my computer. Oh no. Instead of going through the board. What are we anyway, do? you saying it uh, wonderfully, and if my computer weren't from 2011 and it was faster, I could switch the. Uh, output into the board. Okay. Maybe, well, maybe oh. I've already done it. Let's see if All I right, did let's this see. quickly. Can I pause it? It's a minute 42. Why is, why is a theme song need Listen, to be a minute? We had a, when was this from? Is it from like 91? This was from 90. Close. Yeah. So, it, we had a lot more patience back then. Yeah, you don't get that uh, kind of voice without smoking three packs of cigarettes a day. That's this is the beginning of the end. This is the beginning of the end. You might be a star tonight, so let that camera roll. And that got in people's minds. And they say, you know what? I could be a star. And then they say red, white, and blue like, you're an American. That's only 44 seconds in. Apparently there's another minute. No, now it's just the music thing. It's got the fake applause in there, and Bob Saget comes out. All right. How do you th- how do you think such a str- everyone knows Bob Saget's story, and that he worked blue, which is another type of type of humor that I'm not too into. I think it's okay. a, I think there's a place for blue humor, but when it becomes your whole act and you're just yeah. doing it for the sake of doing it, it loses all meaning. Like we we work blue sometimes. For some reason, we talk about jizz quite often. <laughs> <laughs> you brought it up. Market is an episode where we talk about it. Well, it's because I don't know why it constantly comes up. Yeah. So we're working a bit blue, but you know, Bob Saget's whole thing that was he was a dirty guy who got stuck doing these family shows. And yeah. so he's successful and he's made money, but is he really happy? He did not seem happy doing America's funniest home videos. No. He seemed like there was someone behind him with a knife to his back saying, like, get out there. Yeah, the same way I felt when I was uh, doing music radio. It's kind okay. of mocking. Yeah. You're making fun of the the 
format, really, is what you're doing. You're like, all right, I'm here. Well, I want to take a little credit then because I really liked America's Funniest Home Videos. And then once it was um, Tom Bergeron, I wasn't as interested in it. I mean, it's still, honestly, it does make me laugh. You turn it on as a joke, and then I, I'm laughing at it. It's funny. You stuck the with best it. Part, okay, stuck but honestly, with it, the best part of it is when they cut to the audience freaking out in their chairs over something kind of funny. Like, <laughs> I'm talking about. Yeah, and you got to get those reaction shots. I guarantee those maybe were taped separately too, if they weren't getting oh, the yeah. reactions that they wanted. Yes, of course. They just went around and told people like, "Go crazy, crack up now." Yeah, <clears throat> and we'll cut this in, which is why that became a joke in itself. When comedy's done right, and there's something happening in front of a an audience, and they mm -hmm. cut to the audience cracking up yeah. over something that wasn't so funny, see that can be funny. <laughs> okay. Mocking. I like I like mocking humor. Right. You like something a little more more meta. It's parody. Aware of itself. Well, blue. Do you like blue comedy? Um, if it's if it's funny, I don't. I'm not. I'm not shocked by what someone who's normal probably would be shocked by. You know, I like going one step beyond what might already be a little shocking i think that's more fun to do and i feel like that i've said this before like me and tim tim andrews on the von hessler doctrine he's like my grossest friend we are the two when we are together we can be extra gross around each other and try and one up each other with what we're saying because when you say the things that we say around each other in front of other people they can't all they react to is like they think it's crazy what i'm saying you know and but I'm with when I'm with Tim, he thinks it's funny and then one ups it, which I think is extra funny and vice versa. So we try and shock each other. And I think that that's fun. But listen, I don't do that as a thing for other people. I don't think that other people want to see that or hear that. Yeah. If you're doing it with each other, that's a game you're playing. Right. So I wouldn't go to see a comedian just because that comedian is so shocking with its with their humor because if it's funny and it's shocking, then it's fine, right? It's good. But so, if it's just shocking to be shocking, then I'm not interested at all. So at some point, I would have to assume, I don't know the history of blue humor, mm -hmm. but, you know, a conservative American audience is exposed to this and it really does blow them away. Right. So you've got the person who comes, what they're saying? So I can understand the place for I it there. they said that. Yeah, so now that, that's gone. That's in the past. Oh, yeah. And if you're still working like that, I don't think it works. Now, if you're just being yourself and you curse and you say things that are off color, then that's fine. Like you said, if, it, if it's funny at that point. Anything that feels forced and not authentic, I don't think with me is, right. go, is going to but, play. But some people don't have that radar. Yeah, so they still hear like hearing a guy talk about fucking yeah. And the dirty ways he likes to do it. Yeah, you're like, whoa. I can't believe he's on stage do saying that. That's funny. Like, is it really funny, though? But, and part of it, at that point, I don't know why I'm trying to deconstruct this kind of comedy at this point, but some of it is, is it that people think that way in a conservative society? 
and they do think these dirty thoughts and they hear someone say it and then um, at that point it's like, oh, he said it and I think that. It's the old, it's funny because it's true thing. But, you know, I don't tend to think that way so maybe it doesn't ever resonate with me anyway and it just comes off as this hack bit and we're like, okay, you're up there just saying things trying to shock. And it's I cheap. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take it to the dollar store. Chump. You know what was nice? So I wrote down, um, so I wanted to get into uh, TV shows. Because I think that that's a quick and dirty way to figure out, you know, like what kind of sense of humor people have. And situational comedies. Sure. Sit sitcoms. I like to shorten it. Just call it sitcom. Uh, UKM. You know what I mean? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I just like to be quick. I just don't want to. I don't want to spend my time saying words that I don't need to say if I can just abbreviate them. All right. So yeah. you've. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about All in the Family. Okay. Because All in the Family was shocking, I think, right? Like they, they, but also had a lot of, this is not something new, but a lot of heart and had a lot of um, thoughtfulness put into the show. So it wasn't like, um, oh, what's it called? Um, What's the one with Al Bundy and Peg? Married with Children. Yes, Married with Children, where Married with Children was kind of like that, but without any of the substance. You know, I think with at least All in the Family, they were showing, in a comedic way, some families and what they were like. But it was with humor, but it was also serious sometimes. But I mean, also, you need to look at when things were released. So uh, we can stay with All in the Family. I like to think that as satire, though it resonated with people and they didn't realize it was satire. So there were certain people who still had that kind of thinking. My belief is you're presenting, a, you're putting a mirror up to the country. Yeah. Look at look at you. Look how disgusting you can be. Yeah. But but also how much you still love that person. Yeah. So it's it's giving commentary on the fact that things aren't so black and white, and maybe sometimes people are misguided and right. I think part of that, though, with that show, is some people didn't even pick up on any of that. Like, yep, that's how I am. That's the way things are. And, that, you yeah. know, they ran with it. Sure. Um, whatever the criticisms there are for that. I just like that they used humor to sort of, I don't think that they were sending a message, but just displaying or illustrating a reality. Yeah, and the ridiculous nature of that reality. And in... Married with Children, it was a complete, think of it like uh, abstract art, a big F you to, you know, representational art. I was thinking it was like a caricature of. It was a time when all the sitcoms were wholesome. And, oh, okay. And, you know, Fox was a network that didn't have that much money. And like, what do we have to lose? Let's just do something completely opposite. It's about the same time as The Simpsons and the dysfunctional family, which became a thing. Do you remember? I remember kids weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons because of Bart. Yeah. I'm like, no, you should not watch The Simpsons for any reason but Homer. Homer's the one that's like an alcoholic, neglectful, choking out his son. Don't don't say you can't watch it because Bart is bad. Well, it shows you, you know, where people's values, they're misplaced. 
Right. Oh, Bart like, says it's the son's fault. Bart says something crude every once in a while. My short. Yeah. What? How dare yeah. you disrespect authority and the parental figures and we don't want you fresh kids running around. <laughs> yeah, fresh. But so those two came out at the same time, around the same time. And, you know, the dysfunctional family then became a thing that you remember the joke on uh, Married with Children where the toilet would flush. No, like I re- a would like he, the toilet would flush and it'd be like a, it would be like a punchline to something. I, I don't know if that actually happened in the show. I remember yes. it being made fun of, I think, on The Simpsons where the, the there was a parody of Married with Children on The Simpsons and then the toilet would flush. It. Oh, he's like, no, Peggy. <laughs> I don't I don't think that really happened. No, it really did. I was watching a bunch Shit. of Married with Children. Really? TBS was still showing it as of a year ago in the morning. Which surprised me, because there are a lot of things on that show that I don't think would, would which don't fly today. Yeah, uh, you know the misogyny, for yeah. one, just to start. She wanted money from him all the time. Yeah, and I mean, no, ma'am, was the group of the, the husbands who got together to, trash talk women and objectify other women. Yeah, <laughs> you can, again, I watch that and I find it to be. That maybe it's not straight up satire because it wasn't commentary. It was more of a backlash to what content was out there at the time. But was it, it was done though, not because someone said this is good. They did it because let's be against the grain. Yes, but there's a lot of funny okay. stuff. There turns out there's a lot of funny stuff on there. Even we well, had a yeah. low budget. And no, uh, I would like to go back and watch that. Now I want to bring I want to get clo- uh uh more recent with uh shows like Well so what are you trying to get out of? They're trying to figure out You said you you're interested in figuring out you can use TV shows to figure out a person's Yeah, be- sense of humor and then judge them for it. Uh yeah. Yeah, come on. That's what this game is. Yeah. Um Two Broke Girls. Never watched it. Two and a Half Men. Never watched it. Big Bang Theory. Never watched it. I there are a Such lot of pride. people. I know. I listen. There are a lot of people who I respect, who I think are funny people, who love Big Bang Theory. Who? I can't say their names. I'm you, not going to out uh, them. Who do you think? I know that there's people, multiple family members, but people you really think are funny. Yeah. Well, I really think are funny. Who who have decent sense of humors, senses of humor. Did you ever talk to them about why they like the show? No, because once they say they like it, I'm like, gotta get out of here. But there's I no don't want to stay in this conversation. You've got no curiosity. Like, okay, tell, tell me what about this show you like. Obviously, it was on for a very long time. It was successful. So a lot of people did like it. And well, we, one person who says that they love it, that is their argument. When I say like, how is it? It's not, you know, and he's, they say, oh, uh, well, it made this much money and it was this many seasons. I'm like, I don't care. Why is it funny? Why is it good? It's not. I think in your highbrow, high society humor, it's not a good show. It, it's not. We but should play a clip. We should play a clip from Big Bang Theory wanna, just so that we can hear all it is. Is like a tempo. I'm gonna. I'm only doing this for you. 
because I don't want I, I they do those videos where they take out the laugh track. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't I don't want one of those. Let's see. Big bang theory funniest moments. Funniest scenes. Let's see what comes up. I do not own the content in this video. That's what the person who posted it has said. Okay. So that gets, do we. That gets them off the hook. You heard a little bit of the commercial there because I refused to Yeah, was to that pay. a commercial? I'm not giving Google more money. They've got enough. Even though I did just give Disney more money by getting Disney Plus. What is wrong with me? My God. He's feeding these people. See, but it's visual. They've got these kites. I don't, I don't know where we're going to get oh, out of this. Oh, I know that because my parents say that. They say this. They say kites ho. Or kite ho. Well, there you go. It's permeated mainstream America. <laughs> it's a saying that means something. Excuse me. You're misusing the word ho. Hold on. Go back and let's hear him deliver that line and then the laughter after it. Excuse me. You're misusing the word ho. It's an interjection used to call attention to a destination, not an object, as in a land ho or a westward ho. Even he's too smart for his smart friends. He's just so misunderstood. That... Is that enough? It makes me sad. It doesn't make me laugh. It makes me sad. Well, it makes me sad because anytime I've wanted to do something funny or present something, I'm trying to be funny. I'm not saying, you know, I'm successful at it. Or writing something. I want to give the audience, consumer, the benefit of the doubt. The things don't need to be spelled out. They don't need to be so light and shallow that you don't have to think hard to get them. And I fought for this quite often in my mind or when I was on the radio. I was like, no, people are smart enough. They can understand this. And then you see things like Big Bang Theory going for however many years. And that show gives the illusion that it's a smart show because it's based in science. Like the, it's not based in science, but you know the yeah. characters are making nerdy jokes. It's right. nerd culture for the mainstream at that point. Yeah. Which therefore the people watching it think it's some deep show, and they're having to think on a different level than they usually would to get. It's fooling everyone. Is it's what like it is. EDM. It's making it it's like EDM music uh, feels important. Because like something's happening, something's happening, something's happening, something's happening, something's happening, something's happening, and then you get nervous and you're excited for the thing to happen, and then the beat drops and oh, it's exciting and something happened. Okay, and then Big Bang Theory is like blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> uh, excuse me, blah 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 blah. <laughs> like it's just a cadence. It's just a it's a it's a tempo of when am I gonna laugh? Here it comes, and now I laugh because I mean, listen. I, I'm not saying that there's never been anything funny that happens on Big Bang Theory. I'm sure that I, I'm sure if I watched its entire catalog, that I would laugh at some points. But it's the it's the heavy handedness that it takes that I'm not interested in. I'm much more interested in like I don't know, Kids in the Hall. 
which is so weird. I'm much more interested in something weird. Well, that's than, that's your sense so, of humor. Weird doesn't. And I think I'm right. Weird doesn't fly with a lot of people. Just straight no. up absurd. They're just like this is. It makes you uncomfortable, right? You're just like this is too weird. And the weirder it is, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I like it more. I think what happens with that sometimes is people are thinking too hard about it. What am I missing? And it makes them feel stupid. Oh. Instead of just taking it for what it is, like don't think too deeply it's about it. It's just weird. She's just a chicken lady. Yeah, just go along for She's the not ride. representing anything. She's just a chicken lady. Go, and it's weird. Go along for the ride. But you watch that and it can be alienating if you're sitting in there and you feel like you're missing something, then that makes you feel dumb. And why are you going to like it? You're not going to get anything out of it. And that plays right back into shows like Two Broke Girls or Big Bang Theory. Now, I have sat down... And I mean, listen, when Friends. Hey, that Cat was, Dennings, by the way, has big boobs, and that's the big selling point for that one. For whom? Two Broke oh, Girls. Oh, for Two Broke Girls? Yeah. She has that weird voice and big boobs. That's all it takes. Um, I watched Friends when it was still running, and a lot of years past. Like, I don't think I watched, I wasn't like invested until the very end. Um, but there was a time when I was like really into Friends. And then. Uh, a bunch of time passed and I was really shitting on it in my mind. But anytime that I sat down and actually watched it, I laughed out loud. I really liked it. Still. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I haven't done it recently, but uh, a couple of years ago, I saw some friends and I, again, I was like, Ugh. <laughs> friends, mm-hmm. so plebeian, stupid, but it was really funny. <laughs> I laughed. That show still has an impact. You go by the yeah. building that serves as the exterior of the Friends building. People are still taking pictures of it. Well, that doesn't mean anything. That means, yeah, means that it was a you know, very popular mainstream show that uh, people at the time thought was some groundbreaking thing, but it wasn't. Well, <laughs> um, you, what do you think then? Do you Did you like Friends? Did we talk about Friends and the Free For Fall? That's why I'm, uh, that's why I'm hesitant to talk about it again. I can't no? Remember. I can't remember if it came up. I don't think so. I feel what like did it, we say? It, maybe we didn't, but this is why I'm not engaged. Oh, because you talked about Ross being a piece of shit, maybe? Y- yes. So. All right, we're not talking about that. We're just saying, I'm saying friends in general, did you laugh at it? Did you like it? Did you think it was funny? No, I never really watched it. Okay. Uh, I've, I've watched it since. I'm trying to think of moments where I laughed. Maybe... I can't think of any. No, I can't think of any either, but I, I ha- you sit down, you watch it, you laugh. Same with America's Funniest Home Videos. You think this will be dumb, and then you're la- I'm laughing. That's why I like uh, Fail Army, too. You like watching people fail. Yeah, it's funny. Well, listen, I don't like seeing people really hurt themselves. You know, like, oh, that guy's fucking dead. That's not funny. <laughs> I, well, that's the one time I actually would laugh. It's <laughs> <As> if, <laughs> if, if something happened. I know that's not funny. This is where you get to the dark humor. Now, but you wouldn't watch like Faces of Death. You no, that I VHS don't. That was going around for a while. I wouldn't really laugh at a person dying, but uh, I was just thinking of you know people getting hurt and embarrassment. Not my kind of thing. I I don't find humor in it. I don't take yeah. pleasure in watching other people's failures. And I know sometimes people are being stupid, and maybe you can watch and say they deserved that because you put yourself in some situation like the fail army skateboarder people who. You know, it's something like that. It's like, all right, you're taking the risk. But still, even then, it's like, eh, I'm, not, I'm not finding 
I'm not getting much out of it. So I wouldn't really laugh at a person who died, but because I like dark humor. <laughs> right. Maybe if it yeah. were in a movie and you had zero expectations of the person dying and then the next scene, like they get hurt and you just think they've hurt themselves and then it cuts to just them being dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of funny. the funeral. Yeah. <laughs> just cut. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The funeral. Sorry. Yeah. I could laugh at that. Uh-huh. And the thing with death that people don't think about is that it's pretty gruesome. I know people can die in ways that maybe aren't so gory. But the way death is presented quite often in especially movies, and I'm not saying it should be realistic, but there's a disconnect to it because being around real death, I would assume, if you were in a war watching people get blown apart, that's fucking you up for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And, you you know, people are drawn to it in movies for whatever reason. Um, but it's not representational of what death actually is. So, so what are you saying? It should be, and that's funny? No, no, I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm not saying that it should be representational anyway i'm saying this idea of death because it's something that is hard for people to process and Uh and even you know just talk about at times i think that's why i find humor in it okay my other thought was just that people don't take it as seriously as it really is even when it's presented in a movie where it's fake we're desensitized to it yeah but we're not really desensitized to it we're desensitized to this fake death if I think people were around real death. Oh, right. And that's why I wouldn't actually want to watch someone die and fail army. That was the point I, I was see. trying to make. <laughs> I okay. wouldn't, wouldn't really want to see that. Um, what I really miss is uh, racial humor. <laughs> not not the shitty way where it's like, I'm white and I'm going to tell you a joke that demeans a black person. Not that. But like the Mel Brooks, you know, uh, uh, not even uh, uh, trading uh, places. Even mm-hmm. there's some there's racial stuff in there that's ends up being funny, and uh, even though some people, I guess nowadays, might hear the joke and only hear the that fact that it's racial, and then it would turn them off, and they wouldn't be able to hear the humor. But it always was driving that whatever the joke was being made was at the expense of the person who was stupid. Yes. Right. Who was the racist. There was commentary in it. Right. And this goes back to the audiences not being able to actually look at a joke or a scene or whatever for what it is. That whole triggered culture. No, it's immediate dismissal. So if you actually took this for what it is, you'd see there's some commentary in there and then maybe people who are watching it would think, you know what, that is a way people think and that's pretty stupid and they would change their way of, but immediately it's just shut down. Right. That's that's just comedy in general right now is having a hard time. Because- A lot of the people don't want to do that though. A A lot of the people who are comedians, they want to be able to, push things that's the point but i guess it. the audience is having trouble with it right well there's an audience for it there's the very vocal audience that is you not mean against it. it yeah against it yeah. there's always an audience for it so that's why you know oh i see chappelle's latest special that people railed against i don't think it hurt him he could sell out a show again people didn't immediately. i mean it was a i think it was a loud minority that railed against it but that's that's what i'm saying is it's a hard time right now because there's a vocalization of this and people are attacking you and your work and they want to shut it down completely. 
and don't recognize that there's some value. What is happening though is now you're getting people just railing against it. That. So then you're losing the commentary and it's turning right. into a big fuck you, which I right. don't find much value in either. It's like, okay, that's part of I where comedy thrives the best is when it's it's, you know, connecting with an audience, making smart, thoughtful points about the way we exist and live our lives. It's the kind of comedy I like, which is why I guess I don't like slapstick so much. It's like, what are you, what are you getting out of this? Sure. I, I just I like to think I want to be presented things in ways that I haven't seen them before. Um, so, but what's happening now is the only commentary is against the vocal part of society who wants to shut down comedy and there's this weird war going on, which yeah. I don't think, I think enough people are, they're just tired of it to begin with and they don't want it in their, I guess if it's dominating society, then maybe that's where comedy needs to go. I can't stop it. You know, if, if that's, that, that's something that people, comedians think needs to be broken down and, and have a light shined on it, then fine. But uh, it just seems like reactionary, if that makes sense to me. Instead of it happening naturally, it's like, oh, yes. you started a war on us, now we're going to fight back. Yeah, and no, that's not as interesting, unless it's done really well. You know, I think all of these things can be excused if the if it's just done well. You know, like if slapstick is something that you're not interested in, but someone does it in just the right way that tickles you, then all of a sudden that's okay. And certainly people have. I'm not saying it's not an art form. Right. To pull that off correctly actually does take talent and skill. It's just not something I find much humor in. I could appreciate that now at this point watching for something, watching something as art. Like, oh, yeah, well, look at this. Look at the way they're doing this. But, you know, going back to what we were talking about, I think. And I talked to you about this with a pen just shot off my finger. <laughs> I had the clip on my finger and I'm speaking with my hands and it shot <laughs> off um, with Louis C.K. And what happened with him and the masturbating in front of women and his initial response to it was thoughtful. His whole thing was he could get away with saying things that other comedians possibly couldn't about race, about sexuality. Uh, he would use the N word. You know, I don't even want to use it. He could use it in a way. Because he was thoughtful enough and making enough of a point that he got away with that. I, I, I didn't want to say got away with it. Like it was valid. Right. There was substance there. And there you was feel a, like he was given a pass. There was val- not even a pa- There was value to it, but people were able to recognize it with him. Okay. And then, then the stuff with the masturbating in front of women and he had a thoughtful response, which, yes, if he asked permission and they said yes, he didn't realize, though, that he's this big name comedian. He's got some lesser comedians i shouldn't i don't mean lesser because they were women i <laughs> now look at me <laughs> this is the world we live in i yes. mean they're just not as well known right and it could have been men too if he, he was wanted. in a position of power because of his celebrity if he wanted yes if he wanted to masturbate in front of men they could have been the lesser ones too in this but that's not what i mean. okay about. we get it so i get it <laughs> so there is a real th- structure there that maybe he wasn't aware of and someone says yes because i feel like they don't have any other option to say yes or they don't even believe him like yeah okay like, because right. who's really going to do something like that? I think that that was more the thought. It's like, uh, yeah, sure. And so when he... Like they were yes-anding him or something. When he released that initial statement about it, it was thoughtful. And it was in the Louis C.K. vein. Mm-hmm. And I think he could have recovered from it. And there still would have been the group that said, no, fuck him forever. He shouldn't come back. But what ended up happening, I think, now with his shows 
is he goes and he just rails against it straight up without the thoughtfulness or the cleverness that he used to do. Right. Um, and I can understand someone you know, is trying to destroy your life, but I think he could have recovered from it in a way. And he's going to be fine. He's touring and people are going to the shows, but now it's this weird political thing where now he's yeah. a comedian. I don't want comedians to represent either side of politics. Like I, I want him to just comment on society in general, all sides of it. And now it's this weird political thing. It's like, yeah, that side, we're going to go support Louis C.K. because fuck that other side. I don't, okay, I don't want that. No, I, anything I, that turns, I feel like you can describe anything as political when it comes to like, I'm only going to support this side no matter what. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't like saying I'm anything politically. Well, you can be something, but also be smart about it. I know, but then you're under the umbrella of the of other people in that group that are annoying. It's like PETA. Yes, PETA should be on a movie set to make sure that somebody's not getting the performance out of an animal by kicking its legs <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? Okay, I get it. And uh, I don't know. Whatever. But I'm not also going to... I don't want to be a part of PETA or say I support PETA because they're also nut jobs. Like attacking innocent people who aren't doing anything but like, you know, farming their animals. And that's it. They're doing it legally. They care about their animal. I mean, but it's like they're in prison. Like these people who care more about people, uh, uh, animals than they do about people. It's annoying. Well, operating in extremes isn't good because you alienate a lot of people. But I'm saying there's people people who, yeah, like with the Louis C.K. thing, there's going to be people who are really coming into that opinion because of their own experience and they cannot separate the two. They can't separate that something in their life happened and then this guy did something and that might not have anything to do with what you went through. (laughs) Well, he's having having trouble separating it now. Right. That's annoying too. I can't blame him necessarily. I mean, if, if whether or not you think it's right or wrong, if he should have been able to come back or not, um, you know, to be the person in that situation, have every like other people trying to take everything away from you. Yeah. You're going to fight back. I just, he could have done it in a way. And I'm not, I don't care that he's back out there performing, but there's part of me that's disappointed because I, I, in him, because I think he's a very thoughtful person who's able to connect to social issues in ways that few other comedians could on a vulnerable open Mm -hmm. level and it could have been an opportunity for him to actually you know create some headway in this whole situation and now it's just become lines drawn in the sand right in a division and that seems like a waste yeah it is a waste for what he was capable of. We spend our time thinking about parts of things that I don't know, don't matter or shouldn't matter. It shouldn't have so much weight. Well, everyone's trying to prove something right to themselves and others. You know, I was thinking, um, I wanted to ask you, what do you think? Do you think you can remember something that you laughed at so hard in a movie or a TV show or just something that made you laugh so hard that you were crying. You know, I was thinking about this earlier and nothing I have before. 
And sadly, I'm going to tell you this, and I can't tell you who the comedian was, and I, I'm embarrassed to tell you where it was, but it was okay. in high school, but it was on a cruise ship. Oh, and the, cruise ship. the comedians would do two sets. They'd do the family-friendly set, and then you know the kids would go to sleep. Okay. Except I was a kid. <laughs> I mean, but you stayed up. I was 16 and went, and well, whatever it was, I like laughed and laughed and it hurt, and I laughed. Yeah. And I wonder if I'd laugh now at whatever it was because it was yeah. a cruise ship comedian. <laughs> But you don't remember what the joke was? No, I can't remember. Yeah. And I know there was, you know, I do laugh at a lot of the humor on Peep Show, uh-huh. which, which is that British, I guess you would call it a sitcom that I like. Okay. I mean, it's right. Is it a sitcom? Not in the traditional sense, but yeah. what, what, what counts as a sitcom? Listen, they're in a lot of situations and it's funny. So sitcom. Yeah. There's a lot of lines in that show that really hit home. Yeah, for yeah. me about just the nature of life and existence yeah, and the things people do and you're doing this to try to prove something to yourself and then you realize like the true nature of the motivation behind it and they do a good job of that and I will laugh yeah is it the point where it's like you know milk's coming out of my nose I don't know maybe if I were drinking milk at that point <laughs> but <laughs> well milk coming out of your nose is a surprise laugh yeah that's true okay fair um your cruise ship thing i don't know if that if mine's worse or not but um i have i have laughed cried since but this is the first time that i think i laughed cried it was during anchorman and he was calling about baxter being dead and he was in that um phone booth and he was screaming crying <laughs> i just just dying at that i just just the way he's like ah! just freaking out i just thought that was so so funny like we're laughing now at the thought of it do you think so if you watch it at this point would you laugh that probably again? not that hard but i was caught off guard at how long it went on and how ridiculous he got so i don't know i really really liked that like i said i have laughed cried at other things since then but it's probably some like vine video or something that I can't express to you or even hardly remember because these things come and go so quickly now. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes those are the things that can get you though. They're just so quick. Yeah. And unexpected. You know, mm-hmm. element of surprise is still a big part of comedy. Oh, that we always... were laughing at the, uh, hot dog, <laughs> the ketchup, <laughs> <laughs> the 20th century Fox thing. It was it, it, sometimes it's so ridiculous or too. universal. I'm sorry. That was 20th century Fox. So the, da, 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 that's the one where the guy screams. Oh yeah, not that one. Well, I I think I've laughed cried at that one. We'll post all these. I'll post them. So there's a couple of videos. This one is someone's made a ketchup bot. Is the best way to describe it. It's a remote controlled ketchup bottle that's on wheels, and it's on a swivel, so you can turn it. And there's a button that sh- button that shoots the ketchup out. And so the thing's driving across a table, and their hot dogs laid out on the table. <laughs> And it shoots the ketchup on the hot dogs while the 20th Century Fox theme is playing on a recorder. Uh, you know, the instrument. Uh-huh. The little pan flute type sounding thing. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that so many times. And I laugh at that. That's not surprise. That's just absurdity. It's just <laughs> the absurdness of it. Is <laughs> what still makes me laugh. And I'm, I'm remembering the um, Rum Tum Tugger thing that... We watched and continue to die. 
And see, these are things that just describing them isn't probably going to make anyone no. laugh. Uh-uh. <laughs> and you can post them. If you just okay. go watch, there was the film version of Cat, not the one that's coming out, but there was a stage film version of Cats where they did a professional production on stage. There's no audience. So, you know, they're playing to the camera. And Rum Tum Tugger comes out. And when he makes his appearance, he rips some poster off the, uh, it's not necessarily the wall, but he's behind it and he rips it down and reveals himself. And he says, meow. And <laughs> that in itself is asinine. Just look at this, but on YouTube, you have the ability to slow videos down to like 0.25% run speed. (laughs) And then you end up watching certain things at slow speed, and it really magnifies (laughs) the absurdity of it. And this, again, I don't expect to resonate with anyone, and I don't expect anyone to be laughing at the thought of this, but watching it... (laughs) We'll post it and you can see. It's an example. One of those things that you just find and what is funny about it necessarily. That is. Yeah. It's just because it's ridiculous. So this is the kind. Go ahead. What were we going to say in the fact? Uh, That I spent the beginning of this episode like shitting on these other things and saying I like things that are uh, more. I, I guess I didn't say I like things that are highbrow. But I, I like I didn't like things that were cheap. But then we talked about a ketchup bot squirting ketchup on hot dogs. So I don't know what. I don't think to it's do. cheap. I, so you like absurd, uh huh, and weird. Yeah, but you like absurd. You've already established that you like weird and absurd. Yeah, so that's why that Anchorman thing made me laugh because it seemed absurd. And in the internet, this is where that lives. It's yeah, filled. I do love stuff on the internet. But it's still funny that you can discern someone who's trying too hard. Yeah. To be weird. It's like, that's not authentic weirdness. Get out of here with that. I don't want anything to do with this. You're right. I think, do other people have that radar, you think? I'm sure plenty of people do. Yeah, it's just like there's some things you can, I feel like immediately I'm like, fake. This is fake. Or I don't even know what the punchline is. I don't know where it's going. It's fake. It's either fake or the person's trying too hard just to be weird and it doesn't feel like it's in their nature. Even though you don't know them, there's something yeah. that's relayed. It's like, oh, Okay, that's you s- your animal instinct, right? That's like what got us to survive but in the then, wilderness. But then you would get the Big Bang Theory crowd in who watches the fake video and doesn't care. Like the guy who is driving with his grandmother and he says something and it causes her to have a heart attack. And then she pretends to be dead, but then she isn't really dead. Whatever. I don't know if you've seen this video. No. I watched five minutes of it once. Uh-huh. Meaning it probably was five minutes long. So it was five minutes too long that I watched, but it was something that was set up, but it was making yeah. the rounds on the internet because people thought it was hilarious. Like grandma plays a joke on the, but it's like the guy Isn't was obviously when old people are funny, but the guy was the guy who the joke was being played on. It was the whole thing was set up. Yeah. So, so no, you're not even getting the natural reaction out of it at that point that you would want in a situation like that, where if pranks are your kind of humor, they really rely on the other person not being in on the fucking prank. Right. If the person yeah. is, the the whole premise is gone. But I so. think there was uh, when I uh, recently a video that I saw the beginning of. I was like, bullshit. Was um, they were pulling? They were like, they had a fish, and they're like, oh, what? There's something in its mouth. What? There's something in its mouth. Yeah, it's weird. Something in its mouth. I'll see if I can get it. Let's try and get it out. And then they ended up getting it out, and it was a piece of paper that said Epstein didn't kill himself. Like, what the fucking do? Okay. 
Yeah, I mean that's the joke in that one, right? But the guys. What's good. this? There's something in his mouth. Oh yeah. Oh weird. Something in his mouth. Yeah. You you should get it out. Oh maybe I will. Well, you get the misdirection. At that point, there is no misdirection, which is another big part of what plays in the comedy. When the people aren't good at acting, what's in its mouth? Oh, something is in there. Then you already know it's going to be something stupid. Yeah, yeah. Like Epstein didn't kill because himself. Because normally a reaction is like, huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? like, these guys fishing out here in this little, you know, whatever. They're like, something's in its mouth, huh? I mean, what? <laughs> like, what? Something's in its mouth? Maybe, you know. Whether or not you think that joke is funny, the Epstein didn't kill himself thing. If they were able to pull it off in a way that you didn't suspect it, and then they pulled the thing out of the fish's mouth and it was yeah. a scroll of paper, you could appreciate that. Right. I'm not dismissing it just because it's a meme that I'm sick of. No, because they're, they're bad actors. Yes. It's bad, awful setup. But when you have the ability to post anything you want at any point, and all of a sudden it's out there. Everyone's and everybody's a comedian. That's uh, that's the goal. Everyone thinks they're funny. Everyone thinks they're worthwhile. Even us doing this fucking show. That's a good point. What's going through our minds? I still, I still feel like that every time we post. Like, what the hell? Who the hell do I think I am? <laughs> Why will people listen to this? I, uh, I on my notes though. So yeah, mm-hmm. going. Absurd humor. I think we're on the same page with this. We like the same things. Okay. Weird and absurd. And I like thoughtful. I like callbacks a lot. If someone oh, can, yeah. If someone can set something up and then call back to it, it's already funny, then it's funnier. Satisfying. Yeah. So it's and it makes you feel in on something. You're like, I remember that from earlier. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of that is making people feel a certain way. And maybe yeah. the, I like the comedy that I do is because I'm a weird person and I felt insecure about being weird for a very long time. And now you're seeing that come out as something that's celebrated and accepted. So it's like, yes, I like this. And, you know, maybe I like to think that I'm a little smarter than other people. So I watch comedy that makes me think a little bit more or is a little more subtle and requires you to pay attention. And I, just like the person watching Big Bang Theory, because it's loosely science-based, thinks that they're smart. I watch this and, yeah, yes, I get this because I'm smarter. And, you know, that can be, holes can be poked in that just as easily. As Definitely. our arguments against anything else. But, you know, I can also see how some people watch that kind of comedy and like these people think they're they're too smart for their own good and they annoy me and I want nothing to do with it. Yeah. So, again, subjective stuff. Impressions is uh, something. Oh, <laughs> you don't like impressions? Uh, I know this is a touchy subject because you do impressions and then on do some impressions and then on the Von Hessler Doctrine. Tim Andrews does a lot of impressions. I'm fine with impressions. I feel like impressions sidetrack conversations and comedy that I want because they just dominate at that point. Right. It all becomes some kind of, you could have like a serious conversation that's got comedy mixed in with it, but then it's just like this whole thing is just going to be hijacked. And that's why I'm, I'm not a, whenever I would watch something and Frank Caliendo would show up, I'm like, God damn it. 
This whole segment now of this thing is going to be him doing the voices that people want to hear. I was enjoying the conversation that was happening. And the questions won't be genuine anymore because now the person's like, well, I got to ask, you know, uh, who does he do? He does Madden or whatever. Yes. Yeah. That says one of that's the one that brought him to prominence. Right. And look, there's talent involved. I'm not trying to dismiss any of that. And Do you want to hear any impressions? No. And quick thinking mm-hmm. and improvising. And I can appreciate all that. No? None? I just don't know. Impressions can't seem to exist. In, uh, Michael Rooker. In harmony with other. It's like they got to live all or nothing. Hey! <laughs> I won't right, start. Go for it. Go. Hey, man. This guy don't like Michael Rooker. You watch my show? I don't give a fuck, man. I don't care. All right. <laughs> I feel like because you don't like it, it's even harder to do. I don't want you to feel like that with me, by the way, that I would automatically dismiss it. Oh, what's this one's name? I, for- I always forget her name. I don't know. I don't oh, know. she's got the curly red hair, and she was on Seinfeld. Oh, and she really hits Trump. She held his um, his head up, his... his uh, uh, Decapitated head. What's her name? Yeah, I know who it is now, but I want you to know who it is. I forget it. I forget my own name. But I want, this you is... to, want you to know the names of the people you do impressions of. It's late. I'm tired. What's her name? Oh, yeah? That's... uh, Lucille Ball. No. <laughs> Keep going. She had life on the D-list. I watched her show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like her. I loved her on Seinfeld. <laughs> She has curly hair. Her mom died. Starts with a K. Her name is... Her name starts with a K and her last name starts with a G. Oh, boy. Kathy Griffin. (laughs) I love her so much. I can't remember her name. I just liked your hint. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to spend too much time on it. I want to spend. A lot <laughs> I'm an of time idiot. On. You know how sometimes, like, it's just it ain't coming. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. And especially then at that point when you're on the spot and like it really isn't. Coming yeah, it was out. like Kelly, Karen. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Anyway, don't think that I dislike your impressions. I just, I'm just stating. Okay, I, just, I won't forget it. That's a character. See, that's this a character. Is my character. That's a character that can live on its own, and that's a very great place for it. Or in the scene where this character could show uh-huh. up, Uncle Mike. Yeah, it's Uncle Mike. How you doing, honey? Yeah. You're looking thin. Are you eating? There's a visual component. I hear you. Uh, you make a lot of soups <laughs> in the in the winter time. I guess it's not technically winter, but. Uh, I made a soup last night. A borscht. Oh, that's lovely. With a bo- a what? Yes. You see made you. a what? See you, Uncle Mike. Oh, all right. I know you're busy. I <laughs> uh, love you, honey. I don't even give you it You tell a... your mother that I called you. She worries about you. Let her know that I've been in touch, okay? Okay, uh, bye. Hello? See oh, you. goodbye. See you, Mike. Bye-bye, I mean, honey. I, mean, I love you, cool. kid. I love you. That's a character, by the way, not an impression. <laughs> it's an impression of my character that and, I made up. And that's fine. You like Uncle Mike? He's a nice guy. He's just an uncle who cares about you, honey. Characters are great. Impressions okay. are good. I just, not all the time. Okay. That's all. That's all I felt. I really like doing Uncle Mike. I wish that I could be Uncle Mike all the time. Well, Uncle Mike had a visual component 
What, what was that? A Snapchat filter? Yeah, it was a Snapchat filter with the glasses and the mustache. Oh, it was the best. Well, you can post one of those too. Oh, okay. We're, su- we're supplementing our show with uh, social media content, which yeah, will help. check us out on social media. Make sure you subscribe, you like, and make you share with friends. Uh, before we wrap up, I do like the sitcoms we came up with earlier. Oh yeah. You know, since sitcoms came up on this show, this was a separate conversation, not in preparation for doing this episode. But uh, what was the what was the one show? Well, that... you started the you started the idea first. Oh, because there was a sitcom that I never knew existed about a guy's dead mom who whose soul <laughs> manifested in his car. My mother, the car. I knew the name of that sitcom. I, I didn't know that it really was <laughs> a soul of a mom. In a car. Which I had, I, the fact that this existed blew me away. Uh-huh. This was an idea for a show at some point. And then so we came up with our own sitcoms. Uh-huh. And uh, that was our text conversation this morning. And the first one I wrote was called Skin. Okay. Uh, a brother accidentally kills his sister by closing the garage door on her. People discovering the truth would ruin his life. He surely wouldn't get that car for his 16th birthday. His chance at the state wrestling championship would be lost, and the progress he's made toward asking Stacy out would be f- for naught. Oh, no. He decides, to keep, he decides to keep her death a secret by adopting her identity and wearing her skin, <laughs> all the while having to live his own life. Wow. Comedy ensues. I think that would be a very good uh, show. Okay. I, I imagine uh, a lot of um, Mrs. Doubtfire humor where it's like, <laughs> uh, I'll go get him. <laughs> He's right in the back taking a shower. <laughs> yeah. So you could get that dual life humor <laughs> thrown in there. Someone juggling two identities, uh-huh. except it's the actual skin of the dead sister. So you got All that right. dark humor in there that I can appreciate. I so think... my comment about your premise was, wow, dark. Yes. <laughs> And then I threw this one out there, which I didn't think that was that funny, but I thought it was topical. And then, wait till you, all right, let me tell you this. It's called oh, Better boy. Better Late Than Never. Maria is 57. She goes back to college to study journalism and lands an internship at a prestigious media company in Minneapolis. The 20-somethings think she's ancient. Generational misunderstandings galore, Whoa. which in this climate would work. And then I saw this later. I swear to God I didn't know at the time. There's a show... That's pretty much like that, apparently coming out on CBS. No. I forget the person's name, but it's so-and-so's next second act, and she's an intern at a hospital as an old... <laughs> okay. Well, wow. There you go. What a stupid show idea I was making fun of that is really going out there. It's going to play on the generational misunderstandings. Yep. And then you had your shows. You have yours yeah, pulled up? <laughs> I do. Uh, teen heartthrob bullies new kid at school. Little did he know that new student was a witch. As punishment, she cast a spell on him and he wakes up with feet for hands. That's... What's the name of this show? <laughs> he starts to learn what it's like to be an outcast and the kids he once bullied take him in and accept him. That's, that's the overall <laughs> arc of the story. Yeah. Uh, it's called, um, oh, uh, something about like a, a connection with feet as in distance. Or like, um, need a hand? <laughs> <laughs> One step at a time. Oh. Something like that. Yeah, okay. 
And then you said the witch always almost switches the hands back at the end of each episode, but the heart ro- heartthrob always does one little thing to screw it up. Growth is a process, after all. Yeah, he also plays soccer, so anytime he kicks the ball, the ref calls a handball, so he learns to run on his hands, which are feet. See, that could just be an episode. That's a, that's a funny thing in an episode. So if you... It's uh, I, it's it's nice that um, we figured out through this episode that I do like the absurd. And then earlier, before we even realized what we were going to talk about, I came up with a very absurd premise. Yeah. What was the other one you had about electricity? Oh, yeah. A freak lightning storm across the world causes the extinction of electricity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could you could you imagine? <laughs> All the misunderstandings that would happen. You said, um, the, oh boy, the adjustments humanity would have to make would be something else. A hobo seeks refuge from a storm in what turns out to be a rocket that is launching to Mars. Hey, hold on. You're getting into my next show. I'm reading yours. I liked it. Well, this show is called, uh, I've decided it's called Homeless Away From Home. Oh, oh, you have good titles. (laughs) So, so you can... You can finish reading it. You All right. A hobo over. seeks refuge from a storm in what turns out to be a rocket that is launching to Mars and becomes part of the first crew sent to colonize the planet. It turns out his street smarts are valuable and everyone learns the homeless aren't all morons. <laughs> it's always a lesson that needs to be learned. Yeah. They, they have to. Yes. Characters need growth. They need an arc. They need to be cut down to the core. Right. And like seemingly lost everything. And then have a redemption story. Yeah, they need growth. Like, like my uh, lend a hand. I don't like the title. <laughs> like my teen heartthrob. All right, you can you can think on the title a bit. Yeah, feet, feet to go. So feet ahead. Well, I think we know who the true masters of comedy are now. <laughs> yes, this is what we came up with. Yes, it's amazing we don't have bigger careers than we do. You know, I just don't, uh, it's not for me, you know, that life. It's just not for me. (laughs) Says the person who's failed at it or scared to fail at it. Ah, no, it's not that. I just like to be humble. Ah, yeah. Just like to be humble, you know. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We love you. Please keep listening to us. We love you. Uncle Mike, is that you? (laughs) It's me. Okay. Hey, listen, honey. Uh, we appreciate you. We are so proud of you. Uh, we want you to um, go. I, I'm not great with the internet, um, but I think you can go on to uh, Tunes or somewhere. You can uh, leave a, me- a message there. Give them some stars. Also, um, do a thing, you know, like you used to do with the old magazines. I don't know if... Uh, you even know what those are but you know at the dentist there's a magazine you gotta subscribe to those so uh you gotta subscribe to this it uh it makes my niece and my nephew very happy so uh i don't know uh it's a good show so they do a lot of talking it's very funny very interesting so thank you for listening uncle mike loves you goodbye Greg. Hey, Autumn. Do you like hot sauce? 
You know, I do like hot sauce, but I'm getting pretty bored of my regular Texas Peter Tabasco. I'm looking for a local sauce without mm. any additives or extracts. A company that uses local pepper so it's as fresh as possible. And a company that really cares about the integrity of the sauce and where their ingredients come from. Definitely. And hey, while we're at it, I don't want a sauce with too many ingredients. Mm -mm. You know, a lot of other sauces out there, they have all kinds of fillers. So I'd love to find a sauce with, I don't know, what, let's say no more than five ingredients. I mean, it's crazy, but there's gotta be a company out there that hand processes their sauce. You know, bottling and labeling every bottle themselves. I'm probably asking a lot. Well, you really are, but there is a hot sauce out there who only uses five ingredients. What? zero fillers, huh? additives, or extracts, and who bottles, labels, and packages everything themselves. It's called Hoff Sauce. What? They're a small batch hot sauce company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, that's won best Louisiana-style sauce in the country. How many times? Not once, not twice, three times. Three times! How does that sound, Greg? I think that sounds amazing. You know how you can get your own bottle of no, hot sauce? No, no. Tell me, please, now. Hoffandpepper.com. And not only am I giving you the gift of the best hot sauce that you'll ever taste, I'm going to give you 15% off if you use the code one topic 15 Hold on. That's... Yes. Get a pen and paper. One topic 15 Good. That's O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-1-5. All squished together. At checkout, you'll get 15% off your order and your life will be better. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>